Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and uh, welcome to episode 11 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross, along with Devin Green, Joshua Unruh, and Chase Harvick. Yo, yo. Yeah, well, the topic for this week comes from a tweet conversation we shared with Chris Moore from the Tulsa World. I think it stemmed from where I finished off last week complaining about using the term prequel. And Chris says, go further, the, the people need to stop using the term reboot when they mean sequel. I think Reboot got caught up in the lexicon a few years ago of Batman and Spider-Man, and for a long time, sequels really had a bad rap. You didn't want to call anything a sequel because it was already such a bad term for that. But this really has been the year of sequels. What do you think are, are some of the best sequels we've seen so far this year? Well, hands down, right? Yeah. It's got to be Mad Max Fury Road. Mad yeah, Max, definitely. Fury Road. I mean, it, it, it eclipses everything else. Yeah. What, what and the what, question remains, however, is it technically a sequel? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I think it is, but I just want to make sure no one's because if nothing else, it's a sequel argument. off of the original Mad Max. I don't know if it would be considered a sequel off of the Road Warrior. Right. But because I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know whether it takes place before or after that Road Warrior. No, yeah. I think the, I think it's the chronologically. Most Latest. Does it actually like, happen uh, yeah. after, after Beyond so. Thunderdome? I think so. I've wow. also, no, no, no. I've heard. You don't think so? I've heard from multiple sources it comes in, it wedges itself between Mad Max, Road Warrior, or Red oh, Warrior, Road Warrior and, and Thunderdome. Okay. Like we're kind of forgetting where Thunderdome will ever happen. That's, that like, now, not really. The hell you say? Master Blasters in Thunderdome. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, we don't have to forget <laughs> yeah. it happened, but, Blaster. but sequentially, I've been. Like multiple sources say that it comes in between I, those two. I will trust Mad Max scholars in this area. Well, and, and the rig, the big difference between Mad Max and Beyond Thunderdome was what happened in Mad Max was just the economy had gone to poop, and mm-hmm. and oil was depleted, and there and that was it. Beyond Thunderdome says that not only do you have the an economy falling apart, but then there was a nuclear war. Mm. Right, and see so, that allows that for that time stretch. <laughs> Regardless, um, the fact that we can figure out or that we're trying to figure out where it goes in the chronology means definitely a sequel, yeah, right? Like sequel. it definitely fits in. Mm-hmm. But, but Michael, I feel like it's an interesting topic, the sequel reboot designation. I feel like there are more direct sequels and then there are kind of looser sequels. I mean, Halloween 3, random uh, reference. That would yes. just put a name on it. That exactly. Poltergeist, I think there was a Poltergeist that did the exact same thing. Just mm-hmm. put the name on there, hoping that it would sell, put people in the seats. Yeah, but I mean, look, even at, at Jurassic World, I mean, it takes place in the universe. We have no returning characters. At least, mm-hmm. it, right. I think you had one. You had B.D. Wong. He was the same scientist from the first couple, but... I don't yeah, know. That's I, true. But it's not it's not much. And exactly. uh, and in a lot of ways it's basically the same movie as Jurassic Park. I I mean like yeah. uh, the beats, the themes are basically all the same. Um w- which is not necessarily a bad thing. That's not necessarily a complaint. It was just it's really similar. Yeah. Um but Jurassic Park is a great movie, so saying let's do Jurassic Park turned up to 11 is not I'm not complaining. But had they <laughs> had they just thrown out the continuation and Remade the movie like they did with Spider Man. Yeah, it could have been ago. a reboot easy. That yeah. would have been considered a reboot, just so our terminology right. is okay. Exactly. When they start over from the beginning as if nothing else had ever happened before, then right. And what you're talking about with Beyond Thunderdome is not unusual to, uh, with the newest Mad Max, forgetting that mm-hmm. Beyond Thunderdome ever, ever actually happened. Isn't that unusual when you look at the Superman Returns, which came out back about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. where they basically said, okay, Superman 1 and 2 happened. Superman 3 and 4 didn't. We're just going to pretend those didn't exist. So this is a sequel off of Superman 2. I'm not and, okay with that. And Well, why not? Oh, well, I mean, I'm okay with 4 because 4 is pretty terrible. Like, we oh, can four pretend is, that 4... They're both but, awful. But, Are you kidding? 3. <sighs> Come on. Richard Pryor couldn't save that movie. It was... Well, <clears throat> okay. Here... Uh, apparently, I will just continue to bring my potentially unpopular opinions. Um... <laughs> Those Donner Superman movies yes. are pretty mediocre. Christopher Reeve is amazing. Yes. Bits of them are amazing. I like Gene Hackman's approach to Lex Luthor. Um, but overall, they are not fantastic. They no. are thoroughly viewed through nostalgia lenses. Very much so. And, yeah. and, and and also the time period when I watched them. Now, see, that was where I think that sequels kind of go bad. Because I remember when Superman came out. And I loved it because I was, what? 
seven, eight yeah. years old. Well, and you have no comparison, right? right. Like before that, you have uh, some radio shows if you were that kind of nerd, right? Or um, you might catch like George Reeves, uh, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, TV reruns. Shows. Yeah, right. like like early morning mm-hmm. on, but uh, and cartoons. Which yeah. were not great, mm-hmm. you know. Which you know, animation not cheesy. fantastic at the time. So I mean, you have nothing to compare it to. And do do not get me wrong, Christopher Reeve is amazing. Yes. I mean, he is nailing every aspect of that character. But I think that's the thing that we remember and get really excited about. Uh, anyway, uh, just well, and, and there's agreed. yeah, there's things that he does. But but I remember Superman one was very very popular. It did make a lot of money, and so. After a while, they go, well, maybe we should do a Superman 2. And so they did. They started doing Superman 2. And I remember reading in the paper that before Superman 2 had come out, they were already working on a Superman 3 and Superman 4. And I remember thinking at that time, at the age of like eight, you know, that's probably a bad idea. That they're trying to (laughs) rush through these sequels so fast that they're going to be bad. And they were. Superman 3 and 4 were just absolutely horrid. And it's even a comparison, what you're talking about with Superman and one, Super one, Superman 1. I actually thought 2 was actually better when they brought in Zod and I thought that was much more well thought through as far as the comic books go. So you're, um, it's, I, I don't recall all the ins and outs and we all have Google and it's not the point <laughs> of this episode, but uh, the relationship between Superman 1 and 2 um, is actually a lot more complicated. Like uh, 1 should have had some of 2 in it and they actually shot chunks of it right. and then um they were like this is going to be too much movie end it which is why the end of one is not as strong right, right? um and then there was a shoot who are the the producers there like donner and the producers had a problem anyway yeah. it, it's it's kind of a complicated hollywood tale that's actually really interesting but not for this show no no but, that'll uh, come later. but it's a weird it was it's a really weird like blurry line between one and two that are that are kind of fun to know about so, and also I think it, it's also, it helps that there's been many years when we're talking about things like vacation that is coming out this year and, uh, and, and Mad Max. And there's these long periods of time to where people have, are almost nostalgic about it. And they're going back to see these because they want to return to some of these characters. And I actually, I'd rather call them instead of sequels, call them returns. Because by this time, they're using the same characters, but different actors. Right. So it's a return to the... And it's the same thing I feel like what's going on with Star Wars. I've really not wanted to call Star Wars what's coming up at the end of this year a sequel. Although that is officially what it is. I've just called it a return. Because we are returning to the where we left off in 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's hard to talk about Star Wars because we haven't seen it yet. Right. In that if, if they kind of fade out... Um, the characters from the original movies in the first act, you know, um, and hand, like pass the torch to another group of characters. Yeah. That's not really a, it's not a sequel in the way that we usually mean it. Right. Um, if however, we try to make these stories about, uh, decrepit Han and graying Chewie. Yeah. And, uh, and Luke Skywalker's beard instead of new characters, then, which they haven't. It, it, it seemed that, that just looking at what they're already doing with it, it's, it's going to be that way. But that, that kind of leads into also what I think what makes a good sequel, in, when you're talking about true sequel, in other words, number one, number two, number three, is, was Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people talk about Empire Strikes Back as the, they hold it up as the ultimate example of what to do in a sequel to make it right. At the, and they, it was so funny because people talk about, oh, at the time, everyone was making sequels. It was the exact same thing as the original. Just, you know, they'd tweak it a little bit, but it was the exact same thing, exact same formula. And they said, back then, no, they're still doing that to this day. Yeah. It yeah. is exactly how they're doing it. What, what Empire Strikes Back did was totally different. Made a completely different story, almost a standalone that continued the story on. And that's what makes a great sequel, I think, is making something totally unique and different. Exactly same thing with Wrath of Khan. What mm. made it great from compared to motion picture was that it, they just completely changed everything and went with a totally different story. And that, I think, is what works for a sequel for me. Yeah, I think there's that approach, or you do kind of, uh, and this is, a, I'll use James Bond as an example, even right. though there's yeah, an there extremely mixed bag, where each movie is its own discrete thing that does not necessarily have a, there's not a through line in there other than the setup, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and if you, and, and then again, James Bond's the good example. You can have really good ones. You can have really bad ones. They don't necessarily stop the train. 
you know, from moving. And some are great and some are just okay and some are terrible. And they're all formulaic. Sure. They yeah. All yeah, but that's genre fiction. Form- yeah, they mm-hmm. all follow all the same formula, which you can do. And you don't, but you don't have to watch them in any order. No. Yeah. And the, the interesting, so, and, and there's a question of when, when is it a sequel? When is it a reboot? Is, uh, I mean, the tonal shift from Sean Connery to Roger Moore, mm-hmm. pretty significant. Uh, the tonal shift from Roger Moore to, um, uh, Pierce Timothy Brosnan Dalton. or Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Pretty significant. Then Timothy Dalton is sort of like, you know what we ought to do? We ought to do Sean Connery, but now, and so is that a sequel? Is it a reboot? And then obviously the big one is, um, um, <laughs> Uh, with Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. right? Huge that tonal is a total, shift. See that Huge one? I, I, I actually shift. thought that was a true reboot. Absolutely. The, that they really kind of took him and went, those other ones. We're just we're just making it brand new. Yeah, it's I think up they, to date. They've actually borrowed some really strong concepts from Doctor Who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the the Bond, you know, franchise, I think mm-hmm. that they have, you know, maybe started to do some through lines with the specific Bonds, and so maybe when they reboot with next bond he'll get a kind of a different backstory but it will be continued you know continually explored throughout his films right i think that's really smart and i think you know we're all forgetting uh, in her majesty's secret service with George oh i never Lazenby. forget in her majesty's secret service <laughs> which it's you know what the one of the most oh it's, it's oh you've got to see this it's i think it's one of my favorite bond movies really? but it gets no credit whatsoever because george lazenby who comes in and tries to do a, you know well they did what sean connery off. had done and I think he's great. I, like, I, I really, it's, it's, he just had one. That's yeah. why nobody talks about it. George Lazenby got one movie, right. but Diana Riggs in it. And it, yeah, it's uh and it's actually you, straight you, from this, the, the book that uh, was written by Ian Fleming. What I, what I understand it's, it's perfect. If you're watching, uh, if you've watched, if you watched, um, shoot, what's his name? The, jo- the joke one, uh, with Michael, with Mike Myers, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh, Austin Powers. Yeah. If you're watching Austin Powers and wondering why this James Bond spoof is dressed like that, yes. the answer is on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So it's on it's, Her Majesty. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry about that. That was uh, saying. Yeah, anyway. English people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't get their pronouns right. Um, so, Devin, what is your favorite uh, sequel out there? Um, I was thinking about this on, on the way over, and I I made a sudden change. Um, Kill Bill Two. Wow, oh, there we go. Strong. A bold choice. I think it is richer. I think it narratively, while one is action packed and moves along, and it's and, and there's, I, I have very few problems with the storytelling. Um, I think two is a richer character study and has some some real depth to it that the the first one wasn't really supposed to have but I prefer it to the to the to the first mm-hmm. of the canon so there you go interesting Here. choice too anyone else got a favorite, favorite. Um, so I've already mentioned mine which is one favorite empire and four favorites <laughs> four, <laughs> however many favorites you want um, I think you you already mentioned two of the sequels that I had thought of that are Better than the original Empire Strikes Back, which is still my favorite. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. still my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek Two. Yes, Rathacon is the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Godfather Two. Oh yeah, yep. oh, which very powerful. I think it's better than the first one, mm-hmm. and better than the third one. But I, I didn't well, mean to yeah, say that. Not the everybody third one was saying. horrid. Um, I, that's the that's so usually sequels aren't as good as the first one, and and that Godfather yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire are both examples of second movies that surpass the first one, not because the first one is junk. Right. Like like right. Wrath of Wrath of Khan Absolutely. is great, yeah. But also the bar was really low after Star Trek the Motion Picture. Like, oh, how do we do better than Star Trek the Motion Picture? Wake up, yes. Make a movie. Yes. Make a movie. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Make do something you, that's not. Do you just have a an eight millimeter camera yes. and a dream. You're already ahead of Star Trek the Motion Picture. Um. I mean, you know, yeah. but, but then Empire, like Star Wars is great. Empire is better. Yeah. Godfather is mind-blowingly yes. good. Well, and Godfather got, 2 have, is better. Yeah, you know? and, and they somehow bake like another movie inside that movie, the <laughs> right. origin story. The, the world yeah. building yeah. In, in, yeah. Two is, in Godfather 2 is so amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's it enriches the first movie. It continues the stories, but it doesn't repeat any of the same themes. You know, it's, um, it, it's an evolution, which right. I think is a critical component for a successful sequel. My fourth... I think the best sequel of all time, Terminator 2. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, how did I forget that one? Why did I think one? of that? Oh, Terminator okay. 2. Yeah, I, feel I feel bad. I feel bad. That's another example, too. Like, uh, like Terminator is good. Yes. But yeah. Terminator 2 is great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and Terminator 1 does kind of necessary world building, you know, necessary plot points. But then, yeah, no, I agree. Terminator And, and it's so weird that, you know, you, you hear about the big bloated budgets and that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but mm-hmm. I think that really helped the second one. The special effects at the time were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They really still hold up. Yeah. They still look it's, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of the very few times I think in Hollywood where we can say the big budget helped make the movie great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought That's of a good another point. one. Yeah. Aliens. Yes, you're oh, right. Aliens. Yeah. That's a, I'm, and, again, and another I'm digging, one, yeah. just like you're saying, Josh, another one, <clears throat> Alien, was, oh, oh man. My, I'm, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about the yeah. original Alien. Held up. It is. And, but Aliens, yes. It's better. Know, game aliens over, man. Game over. Better. That was just phenomenal. Yeah. It was a really great, great sequel. I think we have a theme here. Michael Bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unexpected through line. <laughs> there you go. That's the through line. Michael, Michael Bean, Bean shows it, up. It's going to be okay. I, you know, I, I, and well, of course, the other thing is we're mentioning is a whole bunch that were old. These are 30 years old. They're so what we grew up can we can anyone think of any that have happened mm. recently? That oh, I, really, yeah, I got one. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my I mean, God. and again, Actually, Captain yes. America is good, but Winter Soldier is the best thing Without ever. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know if I can do another one after that. I but. saw that by accident and it was just totally blown away i i was looking forward to it and i saw it the opening weekend and i was already expecting one thing Mm -hmm. and had no idea Mm -hmm. and then what they created with captain america 2 was phenomenal and 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 it's a standalone because of course the first one was back in the 40s so you didn't didn't matter whether you know what the 70 years in between may make your sequel complicated (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's fine but the what they did was and made me all the russo brothers heard were 70 (laughs) and so they did a 70s uh spy thriller and it all worked out And, it was, and, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if you could really say that about any of the other Avengers movies. So I actually in, prefer in, in Iron Man 2 uh, to the oh, first wow. one. I, I know that this is not a popular opinion. Um, no, I and enjoy, I, like, I enjoy it. And I like Iron Man okay. I just, I liked Iron Man 2 better. I thought Whiplash hey. was, was well played uh, by... Yeah, he's a lot more fun. I can't remember the as a, name. a villain. Uh, uh, uh. Crazy guy yes. with the face and the hair, the wrestler guy. <laughs> That's the man. Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. He is I'm sure the somebody highlight. at home listening to the podcast went, it's Mickey Rourke. Right. Sorry. Chase, what's, what's your issue with the, the second one? I have it mine, but I'm curious. It felt a little too paint by numbers for me. I didn't hate it. I thought it was a, yeah. a serviceable film. It just um, felt a little predictable. Oh, the health problem. Oh, the villain. Of course. I don't know. There, it, I, admittedly, I admittedly get bored with origins yeah um mm-hmm. they really have to be yeah. very entertaining for me to you know to care um mm-hmm. and i admit like some of that's familiarity right like i already know the origin when i go in so um y- you guys need to find it yeah so when does he become captain america yes. yeah. what peter's the... uncle dies Spoiler the door. Door. Yeah. yeah that kind of with, so. with great power comes what okay <laughs> no, I don't oh wait <laughs> Well, now, and, and I actually think I liked Iron Man 3, I think, for me personally, a little bit better than I liked Iron Man 1 and 2. And when you talk about third, that's when it gets really hard. Sometimes you can't yeah. find yeah, a third. I, that's I for can, me, that's the fall off. I, I think Iron name, Man 3 was kind of... I can name one trilogy. The great. third one is actually better than the others. What's that? Ooh. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, are you good again? Well, now, again, I mean, okay. I'm, just talking, I'm just talking about the, the original prequels. I'm not are talking we, and comparing it to okay. four, five, and six. Okay. Just comparing it to the Phantom Menace I and mean, Attack of the Clones. Yes, I granted, guess. Revenge of the Sith is better because the other two really aren't that good. But it's like if you the, have to pick, pick three. But the whole yes. three really exists for that final scene. It does. In the last movie. Yeah. So, I mean, I hate this term, but it's kind of like the money shot of the whole... Oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, the, yeah. if, it's not, if it's not for the Mustafa battle, the whole thing doesn't work. So, mm-hmm. But if they could have, yeah, if they could have just shown the, the battle on Mustafar, I would have been just fine. But at that point, yeah. I'm choosing which part of my body I want to be kicked in. <laughs> I mean, it's not really, like, great. No, I can actually it's watch not... Revenge of the Sith uh, several times. I can watch it over and over again. I can't say... I, we, I really tried... Watching Phantom Menace again with my wife. She'd never seen it before. And so, we're like, okay, we're going to sit down and watch it. And I thought, I was hoping by this time, maybe nostalgia would have kicked in. Yeah, no. Oh, it is still so bad. She loves it. Or some she objectivity. She loves it, by the way. She yeah. loves Jar Jar Binks. 
Jin loves oh the whole God. Phantom Menace. My son breaking, loves Phantom Menace. But. Breaking Jar Jar Binks news as of today. I re- just read this. George Lucas said in an interview yesterday that Jar Jar is based on Goofy, the Disney character, the cartoon. I can totally see that now. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, no, I, I see that. Yeah. I, see I, I still sort of go, it's still horrible. why? I don't, yeah. don't want to see Goofy in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, did one? We did have one reboot this year. That has obviously been a colossal flop. Oh, oh yeah. And that's Fantastic Four, which has been Has anybody horrible. actually seen it in this room? I want to, nope. weirdly. No, no I, I do I do want to see it, but I don't know if I want to spend a whole bunch of money yeah. on it. So I, I might wait till it goes to the long dollar. Long-time listeners of the show will know that we have had a overall optimistic but trepidatious view, I think, of Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. And I so know. I was ready to go and then and, and could not manage it, you know, opening weekend. And uh, yeah, I was that pretty on, much took care of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was bad back in spring, in early spring. I thought this is horrible, and they, especially when they, especially when they did the thing you shouldn't do, talk about a sequel immediately before you even got the movie out. It's like, don't do it. Yeah. You curse yourself. You curse yourself. Same thing happened with Amazing Spider-Man too. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't excited <laughs> about it. You didn't like Jamie Foxx's Electro? I don't. Oh gosh. I, it, uh, it, well, I'm just not, saying the fact that, much, they, no, that they, they cursed themselves by saying, oh, we're going to do a Sinister Six, we're going to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3, and we're going to do all these kinds of great things. Like, you're just, they're just, they're like, like curse Schmerz, just line up a bunch of mirrors yeah. and I'll break them. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but, but, but the reboot was because of, you look at the way Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire ended in, I believe it was 2006, God, they yeah. decided to reboot mm. it. Because they put in too many, they just they overloaded themselves. They said, "Okay, let's just redo this whole thing." And because of the Batman reboot, and because of the Spider-Man reboot, do you think reboots have gotten a bad rap? Are they at the point where sequels were back about twenty years ago? I okay, most I just haven't seen most of them, so I don't know. Like, I I see a RoboCop reboot, and I don't care. Right, you know, RoboCop I, was a reboot. Um, Superman was a robot, uh, or Man of Steel, which yeah. is amazing to hear. You haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah. We're gonna sit I'm down good. and watch it. I'm good for no. Oh, okay. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know. You really should. You really should. I, I, I like I said. I want to watch it, and I want to watch your face watching it. That's really. <laughs> oh, you just want to enjoy wanna my videotape it. Yes, on YouTube. I want to put it on it's YouTube. For reaction. Joshua's reaction to <laughs> Man of Steel. <laughs> this is no. what Shaden Freud looks like. That's why <laughs> objectively. Well. My co-hosts hate me, so good to know. <laughs> well, and you, to but know. I think you kind of have to see it if you're going to see Batman v Superman. Because oh, I'm not going to see that either. So it's perfectly fine. I'm t- I'm totally safe. <laughs> we got to get him off the show. I think you have to because no, I don't have to. I do not have to take in media that I know is going to make me hate it. I don't have to. I will stop things in the middle. I don't. That's a true story. I won't do it. I don't have. Life is too short. There's too many Batman and Superman stories that aren't made by people who hate the characters. I know. And me personally, apparently, like, I, I'm good. I'm good forever. Yeah. I I, I don't need you, Man of Steel. I have Supergirl. I guess that's true. I had to to watch, you know, X Men Origins Wolverine because I figured I had to because everyone was talking about Mm -hmm. how that thing is like Manos Hands of Fate bad. Oh, wow. Dude, Manos Hands of Fate was at least entertaining. Yeah. And that's what they've been saying about Fantastic Four. Did you see that Fantastic Four was like they were looking forward to riff tracks doing this? Yeah. 9% on yeah. Rotten like, Tomatoes, something it's like that? 9%. How do you get that? And I mean, that's worse than Angley's Hulk. <clears throat> it's worse than Birdemic. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing. You're going to fix this in post, right? <laughs> I don't love Birdemic. <laughs> I, I, I just, Michael, I'm going to jump on your questions but i'm wondering is there a sequel that you guys like that maybe the general public doesn't like at all like is there something i'm sure there are plenty my i was i love this stupid movie uh matrix reloaded i think the third the revolutions is terrible but i like reloaded a lot i like it almost as much as the first one which is saying a lot because matrix did you guys have you seen they all blur together which one is reloaded it's the one with that awesome car chase in the middle Oh, Dude, that's the yeah. one with the twins. Yeah, yeah with, the with twins. the dreadlock twins. Actually, I did enjoy that. I did too. Well, I enjoyed I it enough that. to where I got to see three. I enjoyed it enough to where I was, yeah. I was really pumped about seeing three. Yeah, so, no. yeah. I'm and with again, you on that. Superman 2, I think, was... I'm, I'm hard to gauge on that one because I was one of the like tiny number of people who came out of Matrix going, it's just okay, I guess. I mean, so I wasn't really like... I was not well-placed for Reloaded. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm good. There's a few that, that I, I think Keanu I'm sure Reeves. I'd have to really think about. I just about. cannot. Oh. I don't. Whoa. I, exactly. Whoa, so, Mina. As I you say. You. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, well, okay. What about spinoffs? Well, one of the things we've been talking about is, is spinoffs, which the only one I could really think of this year is Minions. Which is, of course, mm, a spinoff mm-hmm. of Despicable Me One and Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done, by the way. If you haven't seen Minions, very fun, very clever, really enjoyable. Especially since, for the most part, they don't speak in real English. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's amazing how entertaining that show is. Hey, is it Esperanto? It's well, most of it is. I think most is it of actually it, it's, Esperanto? It, well, it's, it's French and Spanish, and oh, okay. and it's just kind of they mix in words. And mm-hmm. I think there's even a few Russian words in there for some mm-hmm. reason. So, uh, but yes, it, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, and you look at like the Madagascar movies, you know, oh my uh, God. the Penguins of Madagascar. I have saw that week- last year. I enjoyed yeah, that's that interesting. One. I have such a weakness for that entire franchise. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just going to put it out I'm there. I'm not surprised I the Penguins got spun off because they were by far the most entertaining yes. part. The Penguins? Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. From from In all three movies, they are every time they come on the screen, I'm excited. So. Chase, did you watch any and of the Madagascar movies? And why can't I think movies? of the, Sorry, the main penguin I'm that James silent. Mason. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. he does sound like James Mason. Oh, my Mason. God. It's the, the James Mason penguin is, like, worth it enough. Just like, private. Yeah. If you you can, didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. If you can, <laughs> exactly. if you can find somebody who, like, you, YouTube, on YouTube or something, that, like, chopped it up and just did the, the penguin bits, that would be worth it. It is not actually worth it for you to sit down and watch. All oh, I don't know. I, I, oh, enjoy I, don't know. I think it's I enjoy fine. But you're right. When the, when the penguins do show up. So what would you say, then, Chase, is your... Favorite spinoff, or can you think of any? You know, Not I'm, just movies. We yeah. can't actually do television. There's I think, plenty of television. Uh, looking at television, you know, uh, it's got to be Frasier. Frasier was fantastic. Yes. So I think it, 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 I don't know if it, it's a very different type of show than its, you know, originator than Cheers. It's a little bit more cerebral, a little bit more of a farce. This is a true story. Sometimes I'm having a hard time going to sleep. I will put on Frasier on my on Netflix my iPad right by the Fed and it'll just put me right out but I, I still like the show it's just this is um, an interesting endorsement Chase. it is it is I'm just saying it's, if it's you're soothing. it's a good show to go to sleep to oh, it's like your whoopee <laughs> it's like your whoopee I don't know I don't hey. know but uh, let's see what else Joe, Joey's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum I mean it wasn't a Thank bad God. show it was just uh, it they they took what made friends a little bit special you know it was still pretty generic but it was yeah, you know, I had a little bit of an edge to it in the '90s, you know. Then there's Aftermath. Oh yeah, there was a spinoff that, mm-hmm. that that failed completely. Or or Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> oh, there's, I'm just I'm just listening out spinoffs that the just Ropers. so did not. Oh didn't, my didn't gosh, work the Ropers. Out. I liked Rhoda though from Mary Tyler Moore. Right. I thought that Rhoda was a good spinoff. I watched that at Nick and Knight when I was a kid growing up. Mork and Mindy was a yeah. great great spinoff of Happy Days. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it, yeah, I mean, but that. To me, that really like stretches. I mean, I guess Frasier is this way too, but that like stretches that uh, that spinoff because it's so completely different. It's right. so divorced yeah. well, that's from. Why I think what it makes it great. That's probably right. yeah. Why I mean, you it's can't just the make Jeffersons the next worked because, the next show the same as the right. first show, but at the same time, it's like wow, uh, really that joke character in one episode of a uh, of Happy Days that they built a show around. Okay, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a weird mental space for me. And then that, Mark was a little too high concept. I think it burned out really quick. And you had Jonathan Winters the last two seasons, and it yeah, was and it NBC. Was or, uh, yeah, yeah. NBC did not do it any credit when it moved its timeline all over the place, and it did not work as well. But it's one of the spinoff that's actually working right now is Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah I. Th- that's another one I think of. Is it a? Is it a? Spinoff? Yes. Is it? I guess because they made it that way. Yes. I mean, I mean, did. I don't think it had to be. I think they just decided to do it that way. Um, well, it's a and spinoff in some because ways, it's still in the same universe. Sure, but in some ways, it's spinoffness like tortures their timeline, and we've all just forgotten about it and pretended that he wasn't in a coma for nine months because that's a completely unimportant story point. Except we wanted to make it a spinoff. Right. I mean, you know, like it's like it didn't need to be. You know, and then the character was introduced for the fact that they were going to create a new show. Yeah. So, but, but still, I think it's a spinoff, especially because you have those crossover episodes, yes. like you did with Silver Spoons, and or some of those spinoffs they had. In the was that a Charles in Charge? Yes. Uh, was that Silver Spoons and Facts of Life with mm-hmm. Petticoat Junction yes. and Beverly Hillbillies? Whoa. Oh yeah. You just blew my mind. <laughs> Is that new mind information? Blown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They called each other. 
Like Did they, they really? Oh, no, there's yeah, a, I know that. there's yeah. a big cultural vacuum right there in that in that whole universe. That, that and I've speaking of ultimate missed. crossover, have you heard what's going to happen in episode of five of Arrow this coming up season? No. Constantine is showing up. Oh, yeah. I did From hear NBC? That. From NBC. The same actor? The, the same actor, mm-hmm. John. Oh, I had it the other Larroquette. No. No. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. That was a joke just for Chase and I. Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt Ryan. Ha, I got Thank it. You. Matt Ryan, who played Constantine in on the NBC, is going to show up. Now, here's what I thought. What a great opportunity for this actor, because that's what Constantine does in the DC yeah. world anyway. He's anytime like the Richard Belzer. Anytime magic Belzer. shows up, well, yeah, anytime magic shows up and something's gone <laughs> wrong, he just shows up and goes, okay, well, I'll fix it, no yeah. problem, and goes in with a trench coat and fixes his Yeah, he just friend. swoops yeah. in, yeah. smokes, and, and gets some of his friends killed and swoops right back up. He could show up for right. Arrow. He could show up for Gotham. He could, I just think, let this character show up all over the place. Yes. You want to save some of these shows, bring in Constantine. He's like a deus ex machina. He smokes. And it's really cool. In a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love it. I, I think that I'm it, so be, excited. It'd be great for Matt Ryan too. That, his his interpretation of mm-hmm. Constantine was phenomenal. NBC yeah. did not do that show any credit not at, at all. all, and but his way of portraying Constantine was spot on, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. So well, if I like him on Arrow, I might finally go back and watch Constantine. It is yeah, so I think you need much. To. It's, it's, is there any room for uh, for Larroquette on Arrow or can, The Flash? Because I really like. There's Monday always room for John Larkin. Yeah, I would. If I were in charge, I would find a place for him. I don't, Maybe we I don't could make like a night court-esque spinoff. Like what happens within the justice system to these people? Night court, Larrakat. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See what I'm saying? Harry Smith. Yes. Just like a meta spinoff. <laughs> Devin just launched a thousand fanfics. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. And maybe a little slash fic. I don't know. So, okay, uh, any other talk? Uh, my, do animated series count as spin-offs? Yes. yes sure. absolutely. Which one are you thinking of? Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. Yes. Yes. I was hoping so. Well, now try. Ghostbusters, because we're talking Ghostbusters, and we're <clears throat> talking about Reboot. Yeah. You've got reboots of yeah, Ghostbusters coming. And I have looked and searched and tried to see whether or not it was a reboot, a spinoff, or a sequel, or a return. You got Murray everybody popping up. Everybody is saying reboot. Now, now I think now that Murray is showing up. Does it change its characterization? It changes its characterization. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was. I think Does, it was is he showing up as that character? Because <laughs> who knows if he'll actually turn up? Well, I mean, he if, says if he's, he's going to. He's showing up but... as the character. Then it becomes a sequel. Yeah. If he is showing up as an homage type of actor, like you've got Helen Slater in Supergirl playing Supergirl's mom. Yeah. And you, she, but she's not playing Supergirl. Right. She's no, playing, so I, that's more of a, that's more of a, a respect. I think they've homage. been planning, I think they've been planning it as a total reboot for the most part. Yeah. But if they, but if Bill Murray says, I'll show up, you don't say if, no. If he shows up as Bankman and I'm, I'm and prepared says, I'm to Bankman turn it into and, and a sort of sequel. Right. For him to then show it becomes up. a sequel. You know, I, okay, this is kind of an odd. I've always heard Bill say in interviews if he is going to be in, in the Ghostbusters sequel, whatever, he wants to be as a ghost. Like he wants to be a ghost. So would that, if he was a ghost of Venkman, I don't know, would that, yes, that would Does that count? I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. And I would <laughs> love to see that. Did that you sounds, guys, and you know Slimer. That sounds pretty great. Slimer is supposed to be the ghost of Belushi because he was, when they were originally writing the script. Right. Yeah. He's kind of the. Interesting. I love that, oh. that little oh, nugget about, about that. the movie. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have a geek of the week that they've been talking about? Um, I have one other spinoff. Oh, yes. And it, uh. The girl from Uncle, because I love the man from Uncle. I didn't know there was one. I didn't. It didn't last very long. I wasn't a big fan of. But I really liked the man from. I mean, I I really like the man from Uncle. And uh, are you going to see the movie? Yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, The female lead in the movie, like I'm watching the trailers, and they're making her such a big deal in the trailer that I'm like, oh, that's April Dancer. Like they're they're setting this up for a girl from Uncle. I would love to see like a Guy Ritchie, you know, man from Uncle multi directional you know franchise that would be great and i rushed to imdb and i don't remember what her real name is because it doesn't matter because she's not april dancer and uh but yeah i yeah the girl from uncle is a wonderful spinoff it's i mean it's like the same show with just you know mini dresses instead of sharp suits it's pretty great nice anyway so has anyone got a geek of the week 
Geek of the Week. Um, actually, yeah. Um, I've let's see. Uh, John Green. Strangely enough, um, he is the author of most recently known for The Fault in Our Stars. Don't mm-hmm. that, don't hold that against him, um, <laughs> as I have. <laughs> um, I just recently finished Paper Towns, which was an excellent um, young adult mystery, and was absolutely managed to be compelling. Um, very mature and also very funny and very into in line. It's it's older teenagers, um, but I I just I finished it in a day and a half and just thought it was wonderful. And come to find out, he is one of the founding people of Mental Floss, and he also oh. is all over the internet with like neat little podcasts. And I mean, if you just search John Green, he's kind of everywhere, and he's a huge fan of the Mountain Goats. Bonus so. Yeah, that's my geek of the week, the John Green. I'm, John Green. I'm discovering the you know the multiplicity that is John Green, not just the author of The Fault in Our Stars. There we go. So that's John. mine. So this is a little bit like the most self-serving geek of the week ever, but um, but I really do want to call out my uh, I launched another podcast. Yes, I was this hoping you'd mention. Okay. I was gonna say, and I'm this going to call out. Well. well, I've got another one, but yes. my co-host Rowan Coda. Oh, um, yeah. So. The launching of this podcast was a total accident based on a pun joke and her nailing an explanation of something that kind of twinged me in that six minute Supergirl teaser thing. And um, so we we recorded what we called our Ashcan edition this week because we have no theme music yet. We're, you know, working out the kinks. She and I have emailed a lot as we were getting ready for this. That is literally the first time that we have spoken personally, like in we use the internet, but I mean, you know, face to face. And I am told you can't tell, you know? Yeah, no, you can't. That yeah. that it's like, what, really? I mean, you know, it's... that's the first time you ever spoke. And the joy of that was, like, I knew it was going to be fine. We'd been emailing. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be okay. But then as we're talking and, uh, or as we're emailing, we realize we both love Can't Hardly Wait so much. And then we're, we're talking more and, and, and drawing... Um, anyway, just lots of unexpected uh, parallels, and re- I was excited anyway, but renewed yeah. excitement. So yeah, Girl Splained, the podcast. Yeah. We're on Stitcher now. We ought to be on iTunes at yeah, any on moment. SoundCloud is where I pulled it on, up. And yeah, we're on I pulled SoundCloud. it up on SoundCloud, yeah. Um, it's going to be mostly about CBS's Supergirl, but we are prepared to bring in all kinds of geeky, girly things. We've already talked a lot about like uh, the the Hero Girls, the, the DC um, line actually aimed... Mm-hmm. You know, like um, young at girls, at young girls. Uh, uh, no surprise to anyone who knows me. We have had fairly extensive email chat about uh, Sailor Moon. I mean, it's you know, we got stuff to talk about. It, it is, and also, also I think so you, much can, fun. you don't necessarily have to say in the DC universe. You could talk about things like Miss Marvel and Squirrel yeah, Girl, definitely. which are two big uh, names in Marvel that are really trying to push toward girls and young women. That I, they they seem kind of like they'd be. Who wouldn't watch Miss read Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl? But they are very they're great. Intelligent. They're really great books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a, if you're a woman out there or a girl out there, and you've been thinking about comics, pick up Miss Marvel, pick up Squirrel Girl. They are fantastic. So and and I I'm, I got a chance to listen to it. I love the podcast. So Rowan's my geek of the week. She's like She's wonderful. new best friend. So it's great. It's a lot of fun. I'll check it out. Chase. Um. Two, if I may. Yes, you can. Very quick for comedy Please. geeks. Yeah, check out Trainwreck. I saw it a couple of weeks ago in theaters, and it's surprisingly oh, family yeah. friendly for an R-rated comedy. No, I'm kidding. Don't bring the kids. <laughs> there's, That's great. There's a lot of uh, children adult go content, but it, it's you know true. it's very funny if you like the uh, you know bridesmaid type humor. I mean, this is right up your alley. Plus, it has native Oklahoman Bill Hader, who I think is going to be a big breakout leading, leading man now. So. It's, it's cool. a lot of fun. I mean, we, uh, my it's house has only movie. recently discovered, like really seriously discovered Amy Schumer oh and um, and are She's really fantastic. enjoying that. Yeah. So we went to see it. It's Yeah, it's, it is a, a lot, lot of, fun. of fun. A lot of fun. Great movie. Um, real quick, yeah, second please. thing, season two of oh BoJack Horseman is now streaming on Netflix. Fantastic show. Dark, nihilistic humor. Will Arnett, I think it's his best voice acting. I actually tweeted a link to a New Yorker article <laughs> about the show today. <laughs> if you want to check that out, it's uh, it's a long one, but it's worth the read. There you go. That's it. Uh, well, mine, I actually get to do audio because I get to run the show. So here's here's my audio clip of my Geek of the Week. It's no fear. 
Sorry, I'm late. He hasn't got a plan yet. But he will have. And it will be spectacular. This is, I am so excited about. This is the trailer that dropped this week for Doctor Who Season 9, which is coming up. And I'm ex- so excited about this. Um, I'm the Doctor, and I save people here, now. This is where your story ends. What is happening? Same old, same old. Just the Doctor and Clara Oswald in the TARDIS. Next stop everywhere. And I am so excited about what they're doing with season nine. If you talk to... When they did interviews with Stephen Moffat, they did interviews with Michelle Gomez, who played Missy. They did interviews with Peter Capaldi. All of them, and Clara, uh, which for some, Jenna Coleman, they all said, well, what's this ninth season about? It's about adventure. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. I think Do last it. season's dark and brooding, Clara, <clears throat> am I a good man? Where are we going into darkness? You know, yeah. Spot on. I'm so over that. Let's yeah. stop this brooding stuff. Just go run around and have adventures. And what everyone's saying is that this is what this is, season nine is all about. It's just running around and having adventures, which is the way Doctor Who should yeah. be. So that is, I'm just thrilled that th- th- that's going to happen. Yeah. I had an interesting interpretation of Doctor Who this week on Story Wonk, um, and I thought it was genius. The TARDIS is not only a time machine, it's a genre machine. Wow. And I'd never mm. thought about that before, but that alone could account for the shows like, like Longevity. And when you divorce yourself from that concept, then you kind of, if you pin yourself on a corner, it stops being as compelling, which I think we've seen. Well, and there was so many things wrong with season eight. The fact that they tied themselves to 21st century uh, England almost the entire time because she Mm -hmm. worked. And so they would drop her off at work Mm -hmm. and then, and then come back. Boy, that sounds riveting. It was, yeah, it just, it was very, very, what you do is when you're a companion, you have no life. Right. Your life I don't know why you even have to go to work. You are a freaking time traveler. Yeah. Right, I was going to say, you just you don't have to go. Okay, let's assume and I don't die at the yes. end of the universe or wherever, or someplace else. Just drop me off a half second after you. Time. Yeah, right. and hey. And boom. Which, listen, I know you wanted to drop me off right now. I'd like to, I'm, you pick me up right before work. I'd like to get a good eight hours, shower, then drop me Which off. Which is what the like, first yeah, doctor fine. did with the original two teachers from Coal mm-hmm. Hill School. He dropped them off right as he left them, like about eight hours later. Mm-hmm. So they went right back to school. They never missed a day. Right. Great. And so they tied themselves to that. They put Clara in a relationship. Ugh. I liked Danny Pink, but not as a relationship. Very few relationships work in Doctor Who. The only one I can ever think of was Amy and Rory because they were, they were Rory. married. Yeah. You know, but so just don't do the relationship thing. Plus, they've got Maisie Williams coming up. And then, yeah, I'm really excited. Season nine is going to be mind blowing. So, Michael, do we know if Maisie's doing a multi episode arc or is she just a one off? I think it's just a one char- one one show. And everyone's saying that she is a brand new character. So everyone is running around saying she's his daughter or granddaughter or whatever. No, mm-hmm. it's a one time character, and and that's it. But it just looks like it's going to be a lot more fun. Plus, she's wonderful. So. She's I'm looking forward to it, and maybe if she's if she's good enough, then then maybe they can always they can always bring back unless they kill her off. Uh, they can always, and they rarely do that. Uh, with, they're with time travelers, so they can still bring her back. No, they officially can't. Stephen Moffat can just always her, bring someone back. Just take her a day. That's early why he couldn't go back and, and save make, Amy and, and Rory. He couldn't they, when he knew that they were dead. Couldn't or wouldn't? Wouldn't? Well, couldn't? <laughs> couldn't? Because the, the answer Stephen the answer Moffitt is because okay. The I wish everybody could see Chase's face, <laughs> especially because I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just starting stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know. That just seemed like well, a good the, question. The to doctor ask. couldn't Spoilers. go back and save Adric, for example. Adric died on in, during the, the episode Earth Shock above and by the Cybermen when he crashed into Earth. The reason he couldn't save him is because he saw him die. He would never have seen him die if he'd already saved him. He already knows he didn't save him. Oh, that's not what I mean by save him. I mean, if I pick him up on day one, right, and they die on day 10, I'll just go back to day negative exactly. one 
exactly. And then what? Tell them that you're gonna kill. Oh, I'm sorry, you're gonna die in. Uh, no, then I bring them back to day two. Like, okay, so like, they've been I... missing for two days. It's no problem. Right. I think we start. Thank God we invented the pulling thing. Pulling this, pulling the thread on this sweater. We're gonna be here for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely. Yeah. Doctor Who. And yes. We're coming to the end. So we're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> I like saying stuff like that about Doctor Who because the rules for time travel in Doctor Who are really like I don't know whatevs. They're all. And they that's are. fine. You can't, and that's yes. fine. That's why I wanted. Yeah. That's why I want to. No, just. Just go get them. Like, there's a way. I think you we have a time machine. We have to, as fans of Doctor Who, accept the fact that everyone who really dies or disappears on screen, it, it's all, you know, it's all off screen dynamics. And they just come up with, you know, a little line of dialogue. Oh, there was a time vortex with the angels. Right. And they, yes. We can't go back. <laughs> no, there. I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with the Doctor Who genre trope of, uh, we can't save them because the doctor said so. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a lot smarter than me. So, okay. He has two hearts. Yeah, and and, and yeah. he's been doing it for two thousand years. So you know, the he has guys, two guys hearts. That him, means yeah. it hurts him twice as bad when somebody Try. dies. That means he's twice as emotionally intelligent as we are. Oh, yeah. I don't know. it's like Brainiac's evolution into Hardiac. I've been watching Broadchurch, awesome. and I can't divorce the two. Like it's the Doctor playing a detective. David Tennant. Yes. Sure, he got bored. It's awesome, by the way, so mm. far. But I can't divorce the Tennant. I can't. I have. I, I don't mind from the. It's, it's when the really when it. the Doctor plays a bad guy. I know. I can't. It's, there's because and then David Tennant's gonna be playing the Purple Man. Like when he mm-hmm. plays a bad guy, and, and, and he's still the Doctor because yes. that's happened, y'all. That's happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm concerned about that Purple Man thing. Like I'm concerned about Jessica Jones. Are you all over the place? Um and I'm it, mostly because the purple man is horrible. Like I, Tenant's going to be great because Tenant's always I great. I know very little about him. He can, he controls people. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah he's mind control. Yeah. Through pheromones. I Terrifying. think it doesn't matter how uh, I'm just disappointed. They're not painting him purple from head to toe. Come on. They're just going to put him in a purple suit. I guess. Losers. Well, yeah. unfortunately that's, Commit. that's how they can it. Yes. Ten man it. Yes. Come on. Anything else exciting we'd like to talk about? Boy, that was a there quiet well, I, know, so I was consulting my notes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually, looking at my notes too. I'm, I'm pretty much done. There's right. quite a few reboots that I'm excited about. Um, I'd like to see more of Agent Carter. And there have been murmurs. Ooh. Yes, the sequel. Yeah, that's she a is, good she is, spin-off. She's I'm pro that oh, spin-off. Oh, that has been a great and, spin-off. And, I mean, it ended on a, on, a sing, on a great note, but please, please, And please, so great that listening. they are talking about bringing exactly. it back. Yes, exactly. They, they will have a season two of that. Pro season. Kind of like the I season two of eight seasons, or eight episodes. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Didn't have time well, to get bored. Yeah. The, other, the other thing, if you, if you just guarantee this number of episodes, I mean, I think I've said this on the show before, like that. You can have a beginning, middle, and end, yes. and it doesn't have to be the end of the that. You know, they're like the discrete movie. Mm-hmm. We we did this adventure. If we all like it, we can do another one, and you could just keep doing. Obviously, she's part of Shield or whatever it is most of the time, so uh, she could bridge a lot of that gap. Yeah. I would really like to see you know like a like Girl from Uncle style. Agent Carter, yeah. you know, 60s modness Absolutely. would be pretty great. Just drag her into like her further adventures because we know, you know, she's she done reaches something. A, she reaches she's a been... timeline <laughs> and she's been significant during that entire yeah. timeline. So let's see, let's see what else she's got. You know, let's yeah, see what that'd else be really exciting. They throw at her. So yeah, that's probably what it most exciting. Hannibal's having an awesome season. Are, are we all watching? I'm gonna binge. I thought they were. I thought they were done. No, they're wrapping it up. Yeah, I mean. I'm it's, gonna binge when it's okay. done. Yeah, it's really good. So if you're looking for something to watch tonight, it's Saturdays. I think there's eight, an episode I'm afraid to watch. So I think I'm yeah. just gonna well, skip it's that one and then just about the cannibal ha- serial killer. So there's probably there's quite a still few a, a you thing I know that happens that oh, okay. I'm not prepared <laughs> to visually. It's not just experience. general. <laughs> There's there's a very specific thing. And I, very very I'm quickly, just... speaking of spinoffs, breaking news: they have actually announced this just a few minutes ago. The cast and crew for Rogue One. Really? And uh, let's see, I, the the cast they've got a cast picture, and so if anyone knows any of these people, it's Riz Ahmed, Diego Luna, Felicity Jones, Jiang Wen, and Donnie Yen are going to be in Rogue One, which I don't know. I know very little bit about it. I've heard it's probably going to be how they stole the plans for the Death Star. Oh, okay, Star Wars. Which, yes, right. so Star Wars spinoff, that's, okay. that, that just got announced. Sure. And in sequel fashion, next time on the Okie Geek podcast, we already know what we're doing next week, correct? 
Yes, we yeah. should should be fine. Barring any calamities. It is going to be. George Adams, the man behind FrackFest, hmm. the twisted multimedia festival uh, coming to Film Row in October, um, will be joining us to talk about that and to talk about what he's doing down at the Paramount. And yeah, should be a really good show. All right. So next time, same Okie Geek podcast time, same Okie Geek podcast channel. Boy, that doesn't roll off the tongue. It really well. doesn't. Na, 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 na. Okay. <laughs> so that's our show. You can find us on Twitter at Okie Geek Podcast. You can also like our new Facebook page, Okie Geek Podcast, and send us an email and comments to okiegeekpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Also look for Girl Splained on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And where can people find you on the World Wide Web, Josh? Um... At Joshua Unruh, J-O-S-H-U-A-U-N-R-U-H. And yeah, I'll just spell girlsplained too for people just in case. G-I-R-L-S-P-A-I-N-E-D. S-P-L-A-I-N-E-D. I don't know what I'm saying. It's like mansplained, but far less tiresome. It's like mansplained, only less douchey. Thanks for explaining that. You did a great job. Yeah. Chase. And it's Chase, we're going to find it where you're going to spell. How can I explain things? been a long week y'all i am at chase harvick 2 lost in new york on twitter <laughs> since we're doing sequels uh devin and i am wubba to the electric boogaloo <laughs> hell yeah you are you can find me at wubba on just about any social media and that's w u v is in victor v is in victor a yeah you can find me on linkedin Poor LinkedIn. I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. I mean, you can. Please don't. Let's don't. Send me something to LinkedIn. I'd I'd like to know it actually exists for some reason. (laughs) Um, Twitter, at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to this podcast. Also, rate us and leave us a comment. Please let us know what you think of it and what we can do better. Uh, Until next time, for Chase Harvick, Devin Green, and Joshua Unruh, I'm Michael Cross reminding you to keep calm and geek on. (laughs) 